Welcome to the PGF podcast. This podcast is here to help you navigate and improve your relationship with food, exercise and your body. I am Paige, an online women's health and fitness coach. I've been in the industry for two years and I can't wait to help you on your journey to being the happiest, healthiest version of yourself. If you are interested in coaching, then you can find more information in the show notes. Hello and welcome back to this episode of the PGF podcast. Um, I know that you can't see me while you're listening to this, but for some reason it like shows me my like video recording and she's looking rough, so I'm glad that you can't see. Um, but you know what day it is, it's Tuesday, which means that it is TNG check-in response Q&A podcast. Um, we didn't have one last week because every three weeks there is a one-to-one check-in and that was last week so um this week we're just just chilling just vibing um back on the checking q a's i don't know why i can't think of words today um i'm i'm a little bit tired she woke up at five o'clock this morning to go for a run at six with my friend which it was actually fine once i was awake but while i was waking up i was like this gal's gonna need a nap um but i think i'm okay anyway Let's get into the questions. So there's actually quite a lot to go through today. Similar themes from everyone. Um, and I've also got some special shout outs for some special achievements that have been made, achievements that have been achieved this week. So anyway, let's get into the questions. So the first one is, I need some motivation to help me get back to the gym after two weeks off from being ill. So the illness is really rapidly running through the TNG group at the moment and for the last couple of weeks. I don't know what it is. Maybe we're a low immune systemed bunch, but um, the struggle is real. So I think some things that I always tell myself is you haven't put in all that previous work to stop now. You know, you haven't like trained consistently with TNG. This um, girl has been on for all of the rounds so far. So like, I don't even know how long that is, maybe when did we start? Beginning of November. November, December, January, February. Almost four months. You haven't done it for almost four months with TNG to stop now, have you? Also, she was training for like 10 weeks before that. So that's a long time. You know, you're not gonna get rid of six months worth of work to like, just because you were ill for two weeks, you know? Are you gonna do that? No, that'd be such a waste of like previous use effort and determination to get to the gym and all those times where you went before where you didn't want to you might as well have just not gone if you're going to stop now so that's the first thing I think the next thing is just remember that the first step is the hardest like that first session back is the hardest to get to it's also probably going to feel the hardest because you might feel a little bit weaker than usual it might be a little disheartening and disappointing because you might not be able to lift as much as usual but from there it just goes up um and any strength that you may have lost or you know any weights which have reduced compared to where you usually sit will bounce back almost immediately after this first session you just need to get back into it um and then the next thing to use is the five minute rule so just say like i'm gonna go for five minutes if i don't want to be here i'll leave um but i bet once you're there you'll stay um and then the final thing is something that i used to tell myself all the time when i first started um and I was trying to lose weight and I had lost like a fair amount but there was still more that I wanted to lose and um I was like oh should I just leave it here and I was like no you haven't come this far to only come this far 
right? If there's a little bit more that you want to do, if there's, you know, more strength that you want to build, more muscle you want to build, more weight you want to lose, more distance you want to run, whatever it might be, like, you can, you can stop now, or you can, you know, accept where you are now, or you can keep going and get to your ultimate goal, like, that I, in my head, there's only one choice, just keep going, you know, so hopefully that's kind of motivated you a little bit, um, and also, if you've been training for six months, like, you have so much more progress to make, you have so much further that you can go, so if you're proud of all the things that you've done so far, which you should be, like, you have so many more moments of feeling proud of yourself yet to come, and that's gonna take some work, so, like, let's get to work, um, I, I thought that was Brittany then, but then I was like, is that Rihanna? You better work, bitch. Who says that? I don't know. Um, okay. And then um, I've also, I kind of gave everyone the task of telling me like a specific goal that they're working towards at the moment. So we can give some like very specific advice based on their very specific goals. Um, so this client's goal is specifically to get back into a routine. So in terms of doing that, I think the best way to get into a routine, and you can become more flexible with this once you're in the routine, but while you're getting into routine, try and make it the same every single week, and try not to deviate from that as much as you possibly can, so set things at times where they're actually likely to happen, I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but if you hate early mornings, stop assigning your gym sessions to early mornings, where not only do you have to motivate yourself to go to the gym but you also have to motivate yourself to get up an hour or so earlier than you usually would right that's a two-pronged horrible morning for you (laughs) or at least it's a two-pronged hard morning for you don't make things harder than they need to be if you're not a morning person don't do things in the morning if you're not an evening person or you're someone who wants to come back from work and just vegetate on the sofa don't do it in the evening now you're probably going to have to do one of those two things but just pick the easiest one like this doesn't have to be you don't get extra points for it being extra hard okay so make it when it's likely to happen and make it as easy as possible for yourself like i said for the first few weeks that you're doing this try and be really strict with yourself about going and not deviating too much from it um I feel like I'm gonna sneeze we'll see maybe that will re-emerge later um and you know it may mean that you have to move other things around a little bit or say no to other things but just for the first few weeks I think that's actually a really valuable thing to do so that you can really build that routine because the thing that routine gives you is a lack of resistance the hardest thing about getting into the gym, the hardest thing about getting into anything new is the amount of resistance we feel to to actually getting started and actually, you know, getting to the gym or getting out for a walk or getting up early. That resistance is the hardest bit and finding as that is way harder than the actual thing that you're trying to do. Whereas if you have a routine, you reduce that resistance because instead of being like, oh, should I do it today? No, I don't want to do it today. It's like, it's Monday, it's training time, let's go. And you get rid of that resistance. So that's the important thing. So I think even if it means you know, it's a bit inconvenient, or there's some things you may have to rearrange or say no to, I think it's worth it for the first couple of weeks just to give you a bit of a head start in that routine setting. However, (laughs) which now sounds like I'm going to contradict everything I've just said, don't be completely married to this routine, because it bites you in the arse. Because if I say I'm going to train Monday mornings at 7am, and then for whatever reason, maybe I'm called into work early and 7am is just impossible. And then I feel like, well, my routine's gone, which means I can't do that session now this week. No, like do it another time. 
okay, like schedule in almost immediately, when am I actually gonna get that done instead? Because if you get really, really married to your routine and then life happens, which it will at some point, then you're gonna end up feeling like you failed, even though one, it wasn't your fault that you couldn't do it, and two, there's plenty of other time that you can fit it in. So be rigid with it for the first few weeks, but in the long term, don't be married to it. And then once you get so, once the gym becomes so second nature, like for me at the moment, there's no question that I'm gonna go at least three times a week. Now I can, I can basically do that whenever I want because I know that it's gonna happen and I don't need to use routine in order to get me there. I just use, you know, a general feeling of self-loathing and the fear of what will happen to my bum if I stop training. And that, <laughs> that is motivation, okay? Um, I'm joking about the self-loathing. I'm not joking so much about the bum because it will just disappear. And I've spent four years trying to get it to the point where there is some sort of rounding to it before it, she was just flat. Um, so great, moving on. <laughs> um, the next question is about being more active throughout the day rather than just like active in the gym. And this is a really important point actually because I think a lot of people think like, oh, I went to the gym three times this week. Like that's three hours of your week. And there is significantly more hours in your week. And I don't know off the top of my head. So I'm just gonna do some quick maths. Um, bear with. There are 168 hours in your week. And if you're doing three hours of training a week, that is 0.017% of your week. Is that right? Maybe. Let's go with that, <laughs> that you're actually training. That's nothing in the grand scheme of things. So we need activity outside of that. So how can you be more active? And I think the first thing, if you work a regular job, and again, another side point is that the people that you see online, even me, I don't work a regular job. Like if I want to, I could stop this podcast right now and go for a walk if I wanted to. I could stop this podcast right now and go for a run or go to the gym or do whatever I wanted. I also work from home. I have a walking pad, okay? It is so much easier for me and other people who are self-employed or work from home or work in the fitness industry to get these things done. So don't let them make you feel bad about struggling because our lives are set up to succeed in this realm because our jobs kind of rely on it and yours may not be. Okay, so that's something else I wanna add but break it down like don't expect yourself to go for an 8k walk all in one go or a 10k walk all in one go or whatever because you may not be able to do that so little things really do add up like a lot so and obviously this is time dependent how long your breaks are how long you're allowed to be away from your desk for etc etc but like could you go to a toilet that's a little bit further away when you go to the toilet and it may give you a, a couple of hundred extra steps but that adds up across the day um, can you park in a spot basically as far as you possibly can away from the work entrance or the entrance that you use um, just so you have a couple of extra steps there can you go for a walk on your breaks rather than you know sitting and doing some work in them um, maybe that will also help set work boundaries but also if you want to do it in your breaks rather than taking it home then that's you know that's up to you um, Doing 10 minutes walking on the treadmill at the beginning and end of a workout could be a good idea. As it gets sunnier, walking to the gym and back can be a great idea if you can, walking to work and back, or instead of like parking the furthest spot in the car park, maybe park down the road so you've got a walk in. A thing that I really like doing, if I'm like off my steps a little bit and it's quite late, I'll just purposely move around lots while I'm cooking in the evening or put some nice music on and just like dance about a bit. Anything that gets you moving is positive. So like, don't put that pressure on yourself that it has to be like a walk outside in, you know, these perfect athletic conditions. It can literally just be like dancing in your kitchen. 
that is movement and that is good for you. Um, in terms of walking when you don't fancy it, because I think this is another thing that's kind of, people neglect, they're like, oh, it's getting sunny, so I'm gonna walk more. Like, there's no reason why you can't walk in the rain. Your skin is waterproof, coats exist, jumpers exist. And I think actually, once you get out and once you get moving, your body will warm up, so it doesn't matter if it's cold. And that can be really nice, like a crisp morning walk can be really, really lovely. And I try and look for like confirmation that I'm doing the right thing. Or not even that I'm doing the right thing, but like the universe telling me like, go girl, look at you out on your hot girl walk. I look for things like that and I tell myself that it's the universe confirming what I'm doing. Even though like there's a sunrise every day, whether I'm walking or not, the fact that I get to see it, big sleigh. Like this morning, as I said, got up at five, met my friend at six for a run. Um, Cause we're both training for the Manchester, like the great Manchester run. Anyway, and the sunrise this morning was one of the most beautiful sunrises I think I've ever seen. It was pink and orange and it was like flames across the sky. It was unbloody believable. Now you better bet that I was like, this is confirmation that I was supposed to get up this morning. <laughs> this is the universe telling me that I'm slaying. Um, and I completely just like delude myself into thinking that that that's what that is and that really helps me and now I'm gonna do the same next week well I'm away next week the week after I'm gonna do the same because there was such a beautiful sunrise and I don't want to miss that but other things are like looking for nice flowers or just if there's a beautiful sky even if it's not a sunrise or if it's a little bit sunny and you see the sun poking through you're like oh god I'm meant to be out here walking right now um I know it's a little bit to Lulu but I, I just think why not why, why not make it feel like the universe is here <laughs> you know, giving me a pat on the back for getting up early. Um, so there are some options, some things to think about in terms of being more active throughout the day. Um, in terms of how to train a weaker leg or arm. Now, the first thing that I would say is it's really normal to have imbalances. Sometimes Instagram's like, oh my gosh, one leg stronger than the other, like you freak. No, 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 it's really normal. Let's think about the fact that one of our hands is capable of writing and the other hand literally cannot function. My left hand is just she's not really doing a lot for the team. Um, so like, remember that there's so many imbalances. Most people have one leg longer than the other. Like it's really normal that you have one side of your body that is longer, stronger, bigger, better than the other side. And that's completely okay. So there's always probably gonna be some sort of imbalance and it's completely normal and fine. Um, but what I would say is just start with the weaker side first, if you're doing unilateral movements. Um, and then just match it with your stronger side so you can kind of bring up the weaker side slightly. I would also think if you're someone who has kids, try and, if they're young kids and you're picking them up a lot, try and hold them on both sides of your body. Um, the most imbalanced people tend to be women with young children because they ha like hold their child on one side of their body the entire time. Um, so if you're, you know, carrying a bag or if you're doing anything, basically just try and do it on both sides. Um, but like I said, it's normal to have imbalances and I wouldn't worry too much unless it's really affecting you. Um, but it probably won't be. Um, and then another goal to think about, or that someone's um, suggested or put forward as their goal at the moment, is to get strong as heck. So the aim with that is progressive overload. So keeping form really consistent and keeping form really um, like perfect or as perfect as you can, and aiming to increase either reps or weight every single week. That's what we wanna be looking at. Um, so, it doesn't have to be every week 
if you can't manage that, if that feels like you're going to sacrifice your form, and that's the key, without sacrificing your form, if you sacrifice your form, just keep it the same weight, because form is the thing, like, having that increased range of motion, making sure that every single rep looks the same, is going to be the thing that drives you um, towards that progression, like, what is the point in lifting 10 kilos more, but you're barely moving, like, that's not actually going to get you anywhere, so form needs to remain consistent and increasing reps or load where possible is is going to be really really important for getting strong as hell and also for building muscle so that's what we want to be focusing on and a good way to kind of gauge whether you're lifting heavy enough is are your sessions feeling like an eight out of ten ish in terms of difficulty like is each um set you're doing feeling like eight out of ten which basically means that if you had to go to the point where you just couldn't do it anymore you would only have two reps left before you got to that point anywhere from that onwards so 8 out of 10 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 you don't really want to be working at a 10 out of 10 too often but on the last week of the program feel free to go absolutely mental um because that's the thing that's going to kind of push you forward you need to force your body to adapt force your body to grow and to change and to get stronger because of the stimulus that it's receiving so if it's not receiving the stimulus it's not going to do it um so we need to make sure we're stimulating accordingly <laughs> um the next question is about being a work from home desk potato which is a phrase that I'm now stealing um and basically about like getting more movement in when working from home so the first thing that I would ask is is it possible for you to get a walking pad and if it is then do that um I have a walking pad I can't remember how much it was I think I think it was around 200 pounds um but I'm literally stood on it right now, although I'm not walking because you you would be able to hear it in the background. Um, but literally, especially when I got it, that changed my life because you can put it on pretty slow. And if you're walking on it, basically your entire working day, you can walk really far, like really, really far. I think I had it on for like a couple of hours while I was working once and I had it on like fairly quick. And I ended up walking like 22,000 steps and I didn't even notice. Um, I also have a standing desk, well, a desk that can be standing or can be lowered. So that could be an option, but you can literally just buy attachmenty things that sit on the top of your desk and raise everything so that it's basically like a standing desk and then get a walking pad if possible. If not, something that could work um, is using the Pomodoro technique, like productivity technique, which is basically where you you can set a timer and you work for 25 minutes, then you take a five minute rest and it's supposed to kind of like be a productivity hack because our brains can only concentrate at full capacity for 25 minute sections now you can change that depending on how you feel like you work so some people do it for like 40 minutes on 10 minutes off whatever it might be um but in those five minutes off or 10 minutes off then just like get up and go for a walk make yourself a cup of tea make yourself a drink go to the toilet whatever it might be and if you work for like an eight hour day and you split it up like that and you're getting up and moving every every 25 minutes that's like 16 times five minutes that you're moving for which is pretty good um and also like you may think I can't spend that long away from my desk and that's true you may not be able to you may have meetings you may be on calls whatever it might be but this is supposed to be like a way to make the time that you are working as productive as possible so you, if you can get the same amount of work done in that time and you're not missing meetings and you're not upsetting anyone and your you know Microsoft Teams little icon thing doesn't go to to what does it do so it says that like you're not working or whatever I don't know then then you know might be worth trying um or going out for a walk in the morning if you're working from home and you got up at the same time as you would to get to work you have way more time 
use that time to go for a walk. There is nothing better than a walk in the morning. Now, when I actually have to go on it, I wouldn't be saying that. But once I'm on it, I am saying that. And I think if you don't... Like, for me, if I don't go for a walk in the morning, I'm not going. Um, Like, I just don't. Like, it gets to the afternoon. I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. I'm in my comfy clothes. This is not for human viewing, you know, outside of my the comfort of my own home. Um, So I try and get it done in the morning. And, and that really helps. It sets your day up nicely. It means that you've moved a bit. You feel good. You've got some sunlight. You're ready to go. Um, and I think with a lot of these things, something that's really important to remember is that your body or like your brain responds really, really well to movement. So that time that you feel like you're taking away from the desk, that time that you feel like you're not working, that time that you feel like you're not being productive because you're out on a walk or whatever, like those times are giving you productivity back. They're giving you focus back. So they are com- they are so priceless. Like I've said this before on the podcast that on Mondays is my check-in day for one-to-one clients. And it can be quite full on because I'm constantly recording videos or voice notes or whatever it might be. And I'm going through all their data and I'm going through their check-in forms and it's just like a lot to get done in a day yet I make sure I train on Mondays and I train at lunchtime because that hour that I take out to go train means that the second half of my work day is just as productive and just as high quality as the first half whereas if I didn't do that I know the quality of my work would basically decrease from that point and I don't want that to happen so yes it's an hour out but it gives me time back because I'm actually more productive and it gives me high quality work so I think it's a win-win um your employer may see differently but mine mine thinks it's a great idea um how to reduce doms because these new sessions are killing me excellent um so firstly doms are delayed onset muscle soreness it's the soreness you get in your muscles after training um and it's usually a response to an increased or a changed stimulus so like if you use um exercise you haven't used for a while or weights you haven't used for a while or super high rep sets or whatever it might be um the first thing to say is that your body will get used to the changes and it's just because the stimulus has changed that it's like whoa what are you doing but then once it gets used to it um then it should be fine there are some sessions that will take longer to get used to because they're pretty killer um but it should reduce over time um what I would say is the problem that a lot of people have with doms is that they get them and then they're like oh well I must sit still and I must rest I must do this and that and like yes rest is important but doms are not an indicator to say that you need rest so the best thing that you can do is keep moving honestly um when you sit still for too long that's when you get really seized up and really sore it's often why you wake up the next day and that's when it kicks in um, is because you've been still for so long so just try and keep moving whether it's a walk or whether it's your next gym session or whatever it might be but it will really really help I know that sounds like such a lie you know when your mum's like eat your vegetables and you'll grow big and strong and it's just like you're lying to me I'm not lying to you like you need to move more um during your recovery like an active rest day make sure you get some steps in um and that should help stretching can help just alleviate some of that discomfort in the short term doesn't do a huge amount in the long term um warm baths with some epsom salts can help but i think the main thing is just keep it moving um we've got two more questions left so next is um advice about sleeping after going to the gym so two of the girls in tng go to a gym in leagues which is it honestly looks like they're at a rave every time they're there um and they've started going at like 9 p.m which would not be my preference because training you know it's hypes you up 
you know, the adrenaline's pumping, the endorphins are pumping, it's hard to come back from that and then go straight to sleep, especially in their gym. There's flashing lights, there's loud music, there's people doing all sorts in the corners, you know? Um, little baggies everywhere. Um, no, there's not. I don't know, I've never actually been, maybe there is. Um, but it's really common for this to happen, so don't feel like you're, you know, that it's specifically because of the rave gym. I think it's just, it's a general thing. It's like your body's response to, you know, an exercise. Um, but obviously that doesn't help with sleep. So in general, some things I'd recommend is like, make sure you're not taking a pre-workout. And in fact, make sure you're not drinking any sort of caffeine after two, preferably even better after 12, just don't do it. Like you wanna make sure you're creating as much of a good sleep environment as possible. And caffeine's really not gonna help that, especially if you've got adrenaline and all those sorts of things going through your system as well. Um, the other thing that I'd say is try to be really intentional with the music that you listen to, both before the gym, during the gym, and after the gym. So try not to go in without headphones in because the rave music is just not the one. So maybe, I, I know it sounds wild, but like listening to classical music while you're training, sometimes it's a vibe, so maybe you could do that. Listen to a podcast instead, listen to something that's a little bit more chill because everything that people do before the gym, they're like taking all this caffeine and they're listening to this music and they're getting so like hyped up and their nervous systems are just like, what the heck is going on? Like they're literally just like turning their nervous system into fight or flight mode. You don't wanna do that. The exercise itself is gonna do that. So you want everything else to be as calm as possible. So make sure that you're trying to listen to something that's a little bit chiller than the music that's playing in the gym. And that when you get out, maybe you set up some sleep associations that you also use the rest of the week to help associate either a certain scent, certain lighting, certain music with the fact that you're going to bed. So if before you go to bed, maybe you drink a certain tea, you know, caffeine free ofs, but like something calming, maybe you have some sort of diffuser in your room or um, some sleep spray that you spray on your pillow that smells like lavender or something like that. Um, maybe there's a certain type of music, whether it's just like plinky plonky, nice little sparry type music that you put on just to kind of tell your body like, yes, we just went to the gym, but it's now sleep time, so you need to calm down. Um, and that can help as well. So hopefully that helps. Main thing, stay away from caffeine and try to have headphones in or something where you're not just listening to that really loud, quite intrusive music, because it's not gonna help. Um, and then the final thing I wanted to do is just shout out a very special win. So um, Summer hit a 40 kilo squat this week, which is unreal. Um, I love any increase in weight, that means that you get to go up a plate. That feels like a big deal. So when you go from like the bar to five, um, five kilos either side, so that's 30. And then the next jump is a bar to um, 40. So then you get 10 either side. The next one's 50 and then you get 15 either side. I really like when people hit 60 because then you get a 20 kilo plate. And like in, I don't know whether it's just bodybuilders or whether it's a powerlifting thing as well, but a plate, it's like if someone says, oh, I've got a plate each side, it's a 20 kilo plate, it's not just any plate. And then that feels fun. Cause it's like oh, one plate per side, big sleigh. Um, so yeah, that's everything I wanted to go over. This episode was long. Um, thanks for listening, thanks for making it through. Um, I hope you all have a great week. I'm excited to, let, to get going on these goals. Um, if you wanna join the next intake of TNG, I don't know exactly when it is. I think it's the beginning of April, we'll let you know. Um, but yeah, I hope that was useful. Thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you all soon.